0: Turn your Bibles with us to James chapter 5 within God's Word. James chapter 5 this morning, within the Word of the Lord, as we complete and finish our series, Faith Works, the book of James, James chapter 5, beginning with verse 13 this morning. If you don't have a sermon study guide and you'd like to have one just lift up your hand and the ushers will get one to you expeditiously James 5:13 as any among you suffering let him pray is anyone cheerful let him sing psalms is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Avails much. I like the story of the young, hip, progressive, liberal contemporary pastor and his wife. Oh, they, they were really jet-setters. They were really chic and trying to be really cool and with it. And they came to the pet store and they were determined, like so many of you other dog lovers, to join people on the sidewalk walking their dog every morning. But they didn't want any normal kind of dog. They wanted a christian dog the pet owner said you're asking a, a a hard request a difficult request but i just happened to have a christian dog in the back and he went back and brought back this holy saintly christian pooch well a young hip cool contemporary pastor said uh, How do you know it's a Christian dog? The owner of the store said, watch this. He looked at the dog and he said, fetch me my Bible. That dog ran to the pastor's office, came back with a Bible, not the old King James, a contemporary paraphrase version. And the young, cool, hip pastor said, oh, and the right kind of Bible too. The owner of the pet store said, watch this. Looked at the dog and said, turn to Psalms 23. And sure enough, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not have a care. Because it's the contemporary version. Pastor and his wife said, we want it. We've got our Christmas dog, our Christian dog. They brought it home and they were having a Christmas party with some of their church friends And they said, we want to introduce you to our new pooch, our our new dog, our Christian dog. Watch this. Dog got the Bible. Dog turned to Psalms 23. The friends were astounded. They were amazed. But one buddy of the pastor said, well, does he do any normal dog tricks? Any normal dog tricks? Well, the pastor said, well, let's see. Looked at the dog and said, Heal. Dog jumped up on the chair, picked up its paw, planted it on the pastor's wife's forehead. It began howling, Oh! And the pastor's wife said, Oh no, it's Pentecostal. It's Pentecostal, it's a Pentecostal pooch. You might not know it this morning, but you're in a Pentecostal church. (laughs) We believe the whole Bible. That's what Pentecostal is all about. We don't ask you to check in your brains at the front door of the church. I I will attempt to prove everything I state this morning based upon the Holy Word of God. We don't believe just portions of the Bible as some do. We believe that the whole loaf is inspired by God. We don't pull out just a slice. We believe in the whole loaf. Can I hear an amen from the household of God's people? Amen. Praise the Lord. James' main focus here. Put the scripture back up on the screen, please. What is James' main focus here in this word? Healing. Healing. God is still in the healing business. Yet, sad to say, there's many even in the church that question whether or not God can heal or does He still heal today? There's some that wonder, does the Bible really teach divine healing? Some are asking, well, why isn't everyone healed? Some are even here this morning and you've come to church I love you so much because you're in pain, you're sick, and yet you're faithful. You've come to the household of faith. You've come to church for the glory of God. God bless you. And you're here this morning and you're wondering, is there a doctor in the house? And I'm here to tell you, there's a doctor in the house, and his name is Dr. Jesus, and he's here this morning. I want to preach this word, this word that God has placed upon your pastor's heart. It is a word of life. It is a word of wholeness. It is a word of hope. It is a word of healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bend our heads and our hearts before you. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. If there was ever an hour in our nation... Where our nation needs healing. Our world needs healing. Sick bodies need healing. It's today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen. I want to give you, because I told you, that as Pentecostals, we believe in a balance between word and spirit. We're not a church about emotional excess, though we're passionate about Jesus Christ. Uh, is I don't say this to, I'm not saying this to brag. I believe in education. I have my doctorate. I don't believe that my congregation should ever have to uh, withhold their intelligence or check their brains at the front door like I said. I believe that we need to prove everything that we believe preach, and teach. Let me prove to you based upon God's Word five reasons, five reasons why you need to believe in divine healing. Write them down with me this morning in your sermon study guide. Fill in the blank. God, number one, has revealed Himself as our healer. God has revealed Himself as our healer. There are a number of names. There are a number of titles They're called redemptive titles that God uses in the Bible. These titles reveal the character, the nature, the methodology of our God. Let's look at them real quickly. God has revealed Himself as Jehovah Shama, the Lord ever-present. God has revealed Himself as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our Provider. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our Banner or our Victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our Peace. Uh, Jehovah Ra, the Lord my Shepherd. God has revealed Himself as Jehovah Teziku, the Lord our Righteousness. God has revealed Himself also as Jehovah Raphae. Raphae. What does that mean? God has revealed Himself in Exodus 15, 28. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Sadly, many Christians will accept the other redemptive titles of God, yet reject that one. Because somehow they don't believe that God is still in the healing business today. What was the major focus of Jesus' ministry? Think about it. What miracle did Jesus perform more than any other miracle? What kind of miracle? Healing miracles. Why? Because Jesus was reflecting his Father. He was the express image of his Father. Jesus said, when you have seen me, you have seen the father. Jesus said, my nourishment, my food is to do the will of him who has sent me. Jesus said, I must be about my father's. And the father's business is healing. Jesus reflected that in his ministry. He revealed the father as a healer. Secondly, the Bible reveals health and healing is God's will. It's God's will. If anyone tries to prove that it's not God's will to heal, they won't find that proof in the Bible. It's not there. I dare you, I challenge you to find anywhere in the Bible where it's God's will for you to be sick. For it, It's God's will for you to be injured. That it's God's will for you to be in poor health. Over and over again, you'll find that it's God's will for you to be in health and healing. The Old Testament, for example, Deuteronomy 7.15, and the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. The New Testament shares health and healing is God's will. James 5.15, the prayer of faith will save the sick. The elders, the pastors, and myself... We do not pray for healing because everyone that we pray for is healed. We pray for healing because we're commanded to. And then we leave it with God. I am not God, neither are you. He is the final judge. All that you and I are called to do is to be obedient to His word. We are also called to activate faith according to His Word and trust His promises. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. They're critical when it comes to the prayer of healing. Trust and obey. We do it not because everyone we pray for is healed. That would be a worldview, a secular worldview of I'll believe it when I... We don't operate by that. We operate by... "I'll." I'll see it when I believe it. (laughs) So, we operate in faith. We operate in obedience. And then we leave it with God. And we allow God to be God. Uh, Write down five points real quick here. This is not in your sermon study guide. Write down five points real quick that come to my mind on how God heals. Number one, God heals instantly. We see this. In, bi- in the Bible, we see this in church history. We see this, many of you know of people that have been healed instantly. God also heals progressively. They both come from God. Do not relegate instant healing as the only healing that comes from God. God heals both instantly and progressively. God, number three, heals supernaturally. You cannot explain it. It's a miracle. Science can't explain it. It's supernatural. Number four, God heals naturally. God uses doctors. God uses pills. God uses surgery. Where do those gifts come from? That pill that the pharmaceutical company develops, they developed it from some plant in the Amazon. Who brought that plant? Who birthed that plant? Who gave the DNA for that plant? God. The Bible says every good gift comes from above. Whether it's the doctor's education or ability, whether it is that pill or that pharmaceutical medication, whether it's that methodology or procedure of surgery, every good gift gift comes from above. It all comes from God. How's your list going? Number one, God heals instantly. Number two, God heals progressively. Number three, God heals supernaturally. Number four, God heals naturally through human means. Number five, number five God heals ultimately or perfectly. God heals ultimately or perfectly. Every child of God is ultimately healed. Perfectly. Good example, Steve Sawyer. Because some of you are wondering, why hasn't someone been healed or why haven't you been healed? This is where God has ultimate plans. God has ultimate purposes. Job didn't receive his healing until he was struck down in Job chapter 1, didn't receive his healing until Job chapter 42. Sometimes healing is delayed for other purposes. Sometimes healing doesn't come in this life because the purpose is the applause of heaven. Steve Sawyer, I love telling his story, hemophiliac, born with a blood disease, destined from being a baby to having to have a blood transfusion every week of his life. This is back in the early 90's and you know probably what I'm about to say. Screening for blood transfusions was not yet developed fully as it is today. And Steve Sawyer in his early teen years contracted HIV, AIDS. Yet instead of getting better, Steve got better, and he found Jesus Christ when he went to college. He got connected with the ministry Campus Crusade for Christ, and he ministered with Campus Crusade around the world. Campus Crusade has documented more than 100,000 people that heard the testimony of Steve Sawyer and how he met Jesus Christ and how Jesus changed his life and healed him on the inside before he healed him on the outside. And how he has stuck to Jesus through thick or thin, has not compromised his faith, has become better instead of bitter. Campus Crusade for Christ documents more than 10,000 Young men and women accepted Jesus Christ because of the ministry of Steve Sawyer, a ministry that he could not have had if he had never been sick. Not long after graduation, Steve Sawyer, because of the HIV, entered into a comatose state. His mother reports... That for weeks, for weeks, he had not achieved consciousness, had not spoken a word. But as Pastor Hal knows, some of you understand this, I have witnessed this so many times. I have ministered in this church with those... are saints, and they're dying, and just before they die, I have seen them open their eyes. I have seen them lift up their hands, the lifting up of hands, (laughs) as they're between two worlds, and they see the other world is very common. And that's what happened with Steve Sawyer, hadn't spoken, hadn't been conscious for weeks, when suddenly his mother reported, he sat up straight in bed. He saw heaven, he saw his Jesus, and he said one word, Wow! Wow! Laid back down and went to be with the Lord. Listen, you might not receive your healing in the here and now, but as you keep the faith, as you keep trusting and obeying the Lord, there's a perfect healing coming one day, and one day you'll say, Wow! Amen! To live, uh, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This is the story of being a Christian. Amen! You'll never read in the Bible where sickness is the will of God. That's why I'm convinced it's wrong to pray, if it be thy will. Listen, if, if you believe it's God's will for you to be sick, then don't you dare take medication. Don't you dare go and see the doctor, and don't pray. But if you believe it's God's will for you to have health and healing, then pray, take your meds, and go to the doctor. Allow God to heal you in the way that he desires and at the time that he desires. And remember, sickness is the work of the devil. That's what the Bible teaches. Satan is the author of sickness. Jesus taught this. But I'm glad for this statement by John. John said, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah! (laughs) He's Dr. Jesus, and he's in the healing business. Healing, mark it down, is one of God's marvelous promises. It's one of God's marvelous promises. The teachings of Scripture promise healing. For instance, Psalms 103. The psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, Dr. Jesus has a benefit plan. What are the benefits of being one of God's own? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? How about the New Testament? Paul teaches that healing is one of the gifts of the Spirit. It is the only gift that is in the plural and not the singular. Why? The person praying over you and you, the recipient, can both have the gift of healing, and healing, a miracle, occurs. Plus, we're commanded trust all of God's promises. Amen. I'll say it again. We're commanded to trust all of God's promises. Amen? So what are God's promises? 1 John 3, whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Mark 11, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you've received them, and you will have them. Philippians 4, and my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 2 Peter 1, His divine power has given to us all things 2 Corinthians 1:20 for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen now for those christian circles that say healing is not for today for those churches and preachers who say healing was just for the time of the apostles the first century are you telling me are you are you trying to teach me that whatever we ask we receive accept healing whatever things we ask for in prayer we receive accept healing that God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory Except healing that all the promises of God are yes and amen Except healing no and a thousand times no Because all the promises of God are yes and amen, including healing. Can somebody help me preach this morning? Can somebody say amen? There it is. Number four, Jesus paid the price for our healing by his death on the cross. Oh, I love it when somebody else picks up the tab. Glory to God. Blessing. Amen. A freebie. And that's what Jesus did for you. The prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I want you to circle the word griefs and circle the word sorrows in your sermon study guide or your Bible. Those words in the Hebrew are interchangeable with sickness, with disease. The words, Hebrew words, griefs and sorrows. You'll see how that works in a minute. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And say it with me. And by his stripes we are healed. I have had religious liberals debate with me and say that By His stripes, we are healed. That whole context in Isaiah chapter 53 has nothing to do with physical healing. It only is relegated to spiritual, inner healing. Oh, yes. Your dispute, your debate is not with me. It's with the Word of God. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, Matthew reports that Jesus is, healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Hallelujah, church. It's bought and paid for at Calvary. It's a done deal. Amen. I want to remind you that Satan has no right to lay on you what has already been put upon Jesus at the cross. Jesus paid not only for your sins, He also paid the price for your healing. Receive it as you believe it. Lastly, we believe in divine healing because God performed healing miracles in the past. And our God is an unchanging God. I said our God, is an unchanging God he's an immutable, unchanging God. It was a year ago, it was a year ago that Becky and I were in Rome, Italy, Italy, the land of promise, the land of blood paradise for some of you well I Rome boy. I made sure that Becky was hanging real close. Becky has this wandering problem, and I I I have to anchor her. I mean Gucci, and all these different stores around. And uh, we had some time before uh, I spoke at the missions conference for the Italian Assemblies of God for the nation, and and we had some time to play tourist, and we were taking the buses to the Colosseum, to the tourist sites, to the Vatican. And if you've ever been in Rome, oh, my, you better hold tight onto your wifey. My, my, you got all kinds of weirdos out there. And a mass of people. You get on the bus, and you hold on to those straps in the bus, and, and the flesh is pressed against you. I mean, wall-to-wall people. And I told her, You stay close to me, you hold my hand. And we got on this bus and I grabbed her hand and I thought, Boy, she's holding on to my hand hard. <laughs> she's being pretty romantic too. But I don't remember her hand being so calloused. I look down, folks, I will never forget this till the day I die. I was not holding Becky's hand. It was not a woman's hand. I looked up. He looked at me. I looked at it. He grinned. <laughs> ah! oh! Oh! <sighs> Whose hand are you holding? Whose hand are you holding? Are you holding a God of mythology? Are you holding the hand of a God of yesterday? Are you holding the hand of an old man upstairs who is feeble and faint, hard of hearing, in his rocking chair, wringing his hands, wondering what he's going to do next? Are you holding the hand of the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, hallelujah, transcendent, majestic, almighty, immutable, authoritative, majestic God who will not and cannot fail. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible reveals, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. He's the same one who made a way where there seemed to be no way on the Red Sea, and he can do it for you today. He's the same one who spoke a word, peace be still, and the storm, (laughs) shut up, and he can do it today for you and I. Your God is not a fickle, ambivalent, changing, evolving God. He's revealed Himself as, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. You need to know that. Amen. So what does it all add up to? I declare to you upon the authority of God's Word. There's a doctor in the house. Our glorious great physician. And his name is Dr. Jesus. And He's never let me down. And He won't let you down either. Amen. Receiving your healing. James chapter 5 is not about convincing us that God's in the healing business. It's about how to receive your healing. I won't go into all of the teaching where we would be here all morning. James chapter 5 verse 15, I want to give you the key. The prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. James reveals the key to healing is the prayer of faith. Healing is a two way street. It's kind of like marriage. I don't believe either spouse. <laughs> it takes two to tangle, it takes two to tango. It does, it's a partnership. When it comes for you receiving your healing, do not put the the responsibility for faith on just the one praying for you. You need to operate in faith. You need to move in faith. You need to confess faith. You need to walk in expectation of how your God is going to move your mountain. Two blind men. Two blind men heard that Jesus was in town. The Bible records for us these two blind men when they heard that Jesus was passing by these two blind men shouted out Oh Jesus, thou son of David have mercy upon us. People were trying to shut them up but they only shouted ever louder Oh Jesus, thou son of David have mercy on us. Read the context The Bible says that Jesus just kept walking. I find that very interesting. In fact, Jesus not only passed them by, Jesus walked into a house. And guess what these two blind beggars did? They found their way to the house. They found their way inside of the house. They followed Jesus in the house. Oh, thou son of David, Jesus, have mercy on us. How did Jesus respond to them? Now, you've got to remember, these two blind guys are probably being led by somebody. You know, they're walking like this. They're blind as bats. They cannot see. What does Jesus say to them? What how does Jesus respond to them? Jesus looked at these two blind men. It's obvious what their need is. Jesus says, Do you believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Despite the fact they followed him, despite the fact they entered into a house uninvited, he still says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Jesus knew what they wanted. But Jesus, get a hold of this, Jesus wanted to know their confession of faith. Jesus wanted to know what they believed. It was obvious they wanted to be healed. That's why they were shouting. It was obvious they wanted a miracle. That's why they followed him into the house. But still, Jesus goes a step further. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? He wanted to hear their confession of faith. He wanted to hear their attitude of faith. He wanted to hear their vocalization, their verbalization, their words of faith. Do you believe I am able to do this? Matthew 9, 28, they said to him, Yes, Lord! That's all you need to say. Yes, Lord! Then he touched their eyes, saying, Note this, underscore this in your Bibles. Oh, this is powerful. Notice this. According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. If you have ever read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you have read the miracles of Jesus, you will find time and time and time again, you will hear Jesus say, according to your faith, as you believe, you may receive. You will hear Jesus say, because of your faith, or your faith has made you whole. It's vital that you see that in the Scriptures. Understand this. Here is all the power of God in flesh, invested in Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Yet God can't do a thing without faith. Jesus showed up in his hometown one day. Does anybody remember Jesus' hometown? What was it? Nazareth. And the people began criticizing. Who does he think he is? We saw him grow up in this town. We know his mother, his brothers, and his sisters. He is nothing but the son of Joseph and Mary. He's the carpenter's son. Who does he think he is? And then we hear the commentary of Scripture. He could do very little miracles there because of their unbelief. God can show up in church. There's a doctor in the house. I want you to know every time we come together and worship, the Lord is here. But even though all the omnipotent power of God is resident in one place, if you and I don't exercise faith, The circuit is not completed, and there's a short circuit, and nothing miraculous happens. God wants to heal. God wants to restore. God wants to perform a miracle. But it's up to us to show faith, to demonstrate faith, to confess faith, to expect the best and not the worst, to expect the best and not the worst. There it is. What are you confessing? It's interesting when you read Matthew nine twenty-eight and 29, in the paraphrase, in the Message Bible, you read these words. Jesus said this to the two blind beggars. Become what you believe. All of us are becoming what we believe. Jesus spoke to the blind men become what you be in other words according to your faith become what you believe write it down to receive your healing it's vital to become what you believe what are you believing what are you expecting Are you believing that God can heal? Are you believing that God can cause you to rise above your problems? Are are you believing that God can cause you to live in abundance and, and health and victory and prosperity? You will become what you expect. You will become what you believe. Our expectation wields tremendous power and influence over our lives. We usually get no more than what we expect. We usually receive what we believe. Many people tend to expect the worst. And that's just what they get. I see it over and over and over again. You cannot confess the negative and expect a positive outcome. It just doesn't happen. You cannot confess or have an attitude of the negative and expect to live a positive life can believe for good things just as easily as you can expect the worst. There it is. A young boy, teenager, was on his first date with a girl, and he had paid for a corsage. He had paid for the fancy restaurant they went to. Uh, he had palavered over her, and now he's pausing on her front doorstep. He's teetering, and tar- I mean, he's taking his time. He's delaying, and what is he expecting? His first... from her. His first kiss. And... He's leaning there against the, uh, the side of the door and he says, come on, come on, give me a kiss. We've had a nice night, a great date, how about a kiss? And, and, and he, he's just leaning there uh, against the door and uh, she says, no way, this is our first date. Oh, come on, you can kiss me, it's Okay. But somebody might see. Don't worry about it. All I'm asking for is a a, 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 a quick kiss. But, but, but my parents will be upset. Oh, they won't know about it. Well will you come on. Lay one on me. Suddenly, the front door opened up. They're they're all uh, surprised, and there her her little sister's there. Her hair's all messy. She said, "Would you go ahead and kiss him, Dad and I? We're, we've all heard what what you you've been saying, and and if you don't kiss him, I'll kiss him. Or Dad himself said he'll come down and kiss him. But hurry up and get it over so we can all sleep. And tell him to get his hand off the intercom button." What does God hear you saying? What does the Father hear you saying? Does He hear you confessing faith in His love, faith in His power, faith in His healing might? Or does He hear you saying, Oh, I'm feeling a pain back here. It's probably cancer. I'm probably going to die. I've been on WebMD, and I know all about I'm an expert. I'm a, I Googled this. I, I'm an expert. Doctors love hearing that. You know, my uncle had that. He didn't live long at all. He died miserably. And I, I just know that's knocking at my door. What does your father hear you sing? Remember, I've used this before, but we're still not getting it. I'm going to keep preaching it until you get it. Israel is at the threshold of the promised land. Instead of confessing victory, they confess what? Defeat. There's giants in the land, and we're grasshoppers. And what did God say in Numbers chapter 14? God said... How long will this wicked nation complain about me? I have heard all that they have been saying. Tell them the Lord vows to do to you what you feared. You will all die here in this wilderness. Number one, God heard everything that they said. Number two, God said, I am am going to perform what you have been confessing. You are confessing negativity. You're confessing defeat you're confessing death, I'm going to give you just what you're confessing. Do you see that there? The Father is hearing what we're saying. you got your hand on the intercom button all the time. That leads me to this, fill in the blank. Who are you partnering with for your health and healing? Who are you partnering with? If you choose to focus on the negative, you're partnering with Old Slewfoot, the devil. He loves doubt. He loves complaining. He loves negativity. He is the author of pain, sickness, and negativity. You're opening the door to destruction in your life. But if you move into agreement with God's promises and God's purposes for your life, you can expect God's best. Your faith will release God's best in your life. Now, I want to remind you, your faith does not turn God into your servant. Your faith does not turn God into a butler or a bellboy. Your faith is not like taking Aladdin's lamp. I'm going to do everything pastor says. I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to receive it. I'm going to trust and obey, and so that's going to force God to do what I want him to do. And I'm rubbing the, the lamp and pop. God shows up as your genie and gives you three wishes. No. God is sovereign. God had a sovereign plan for Steve Sawyer to use him to reach 100,000 students for Jesus Christ. You with me? For some, God's plan, deliverance is delayed so that through your trial, your trouble, Your difficulty, you can empathize with others. God will use you in ministry in a way that you would never be used. Thank God for the book of Job. We learn through Job's suffering. Job was purposed in a plan where God was going to prove Satan wrong. Job never found out that plan. He never found out that purpose, this side of heaven. Job did not know that his whole life was intended for the applause of heaven. He didn't get the spotlight here on earth. He got the applause in heaven, though, as the angels stood up uh, as Job walked in. God is sovereign. His will is health and healing. But the timing for that is in His hands. He He is the potter. We are the clay. Let's never, ever forget that. But know that you know that you know that you know that God's will is blessing. God's will is healing. God's will is health. Move into the kingdom will of God and you'll never go wrong. Some of you are still waiting for your healing. My advice to you is you keep believing every morning. You keep receiving as you're believing. You choose to be better instead of bitter. I'd rather go to the grave being better than bitter. I'd rather go to the grave constantly trusting God, obeying God, believing for His will to be accomplished in my life. Because the Spirit of the Lord is like the wind. Can you control the wind? Do you know when it's going to blow and when it's not going to blow? Do you know which way it's going to blow? The Spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, is like the wind. Jesus taught this. We cannot control the sovereign wind of God, but we can set the sails of our sailboats. We can be ready for when God wants to heal, when God wants to move, when God wants to bring the victory, have your sails set. Have your faith ready. (laughs) Be one who is ready to receive the best from God, to receive your miracle, to receive your healing. Do you see that, saints? I don't want to go to the camp where I've had to go to a hospital room where some dear saint is dying of cancer and somebody has told her she's dying of cancer because she doesn't have enough faith or there's sin in her life. That is opposed to God's kingdom word. That is false teaching. Yet, on the other hand, God cannot do a miracle. God can't perform a healing in my life if there is no faith, if there's no expectation for His best. So, you can't control the wind. So, set your sail for when the wind of God blows, that you'll be ready for your miracle. The world says, I'll believe it when I see it. Faith says, I'll see it when I believe it. When I believe it. When you have faith in God, you start seeing your problems through His eyes. The doctors, the specialists, the therapists, the experts might say, it's impossible. But impossible is not in God's vocabulary. Amen? The circumstances which seem impossible, they are nothing to God. For with God, all things are possible to them that Believe there it is, MSNBC. Not long ago, MSNBC, that great conservative media outlet. I said that facetiously, MSNBC, but bless them. They reported accurately what took place down in Arkansas City. Did you hear about it? Deglazed, deglazed, for years suffering with a disease that has spawned in the very laboratories of hell ALS. I believe there's hardly anything that, that, that could, could be worse than ALS. Your whole body shuts down. Your brain se- stays alive and healthy. You kn- your brain knows what's going on, but everything shuts down. You lose your ability to speak. Glaze hadn't spoken a word for three years. Halloween night, hallelujah, the devil's night. Halloween night, the power of God touches her. There in that Arkansas City Hospital, she sits straight up in bed, which she was unable to do for years. She looks her husband in the eye and says, Honey, thank you for taking care of me for all these years. When she said thank you, that two words started 100,000 words. She never stopped talking. And MSNBC reported the cause the women's ministry, the Tuesday women's ministry, prayer ministry of the Arkansas City Assemblies of God Church never stopped praying for her miracle. And God brought the miracle in His timing. Amen. There it is. Her sail was set. Their sail was set for when God wanted to move. Listen, when you trust God, you trust the one who spoke. And the universe came into existence and He is more than able to speak health and healing into your situation. When you trust God, you trust the One who fed millions every day with bread, angel food out of heaven, holy manna, hallelujah, and He's more than able to supply your needs and my needs. When you trust God, you trust the One who opened up blind eyes, caused the lame to walk, cleansed the lepers, and cast out the demons and raise the dead. When you trust God, hallelujah, He's able to heal your broken body. He's the one who cursed the fig tree and it withered because it produced no fruit. And He is able to curse that cancer in you and rebuke that spirit of infirmity and take authority over it in His name. I'm talking about the one who said, Peace, be still. In our vernacular, what did he say to the storm? Shut up. And it did. The waves went flat. The wind stopped blowing. And I declare he's still the only one who can bring peace to a stormy marriage, a stormy family. Yes, we declare the one on whose presence in whose presence the demon screamed in terror and he's able to deliver you from habits, addictions, and bondages. He's still in the delivering business. Think of it. When you come into the Lord's presence this morning, when you come down to this holy altar, you come into the presence of one who brought down the walls of Jericho. And he is able to tear down the satanic strongholds in your life. So let God arise and his enemies be scattered. At this altar, you're in the presence of the one who made a way where there seemed to be no way for Israel as they walked across the Red Sea. And he can do it for you. He can do it for you. The experts say it's impossible, but we serve a God who will not and cannot fail. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. His word to you this morning is, trust me. Have faith in me. I am the great I am. I am your great physician. I am your healer. I am your prince of peace. I am your mighty warrior. I am your victory. I am your all in all. Never doubt it. There's a duct in the house glory to God every Christmas now I'm reminded of a phone call that I got at Christmas time it took place five years ago a small circle of people especially my deacons and elders knew about my problem and pastors I'd been experiencing some symptoms in the cardio area. CAT scan revealed that I had an aorta aneurysm. For any of you that know about the aorta that comes from the heart down to the stomach, this main garden hose type artery, once it starts expanding it can never contract a normal aorta is 3.5 the CAT scan revealed that your pastor's aorta was 4.8 at 5.0 they want to perform surgery the success rate of the surgery is 50-50 it's a very high-risk surgery when it comes to fatality so don't you know we were praying They ordered up another cat skin, But they told me because of the radiation, they didn't want me to glow in the dark. They told me because of the radiation, they wanted me to wait an entire year. So for an entire year, your pastor waited with that, wondering if and when the hose was going to unravel. And uh, listen... You talk about learning how to confess faith and expect the best instead of the worst. Twelve months passed, I had another CAT scan. And then the phone rang. And it was the cardiologist's office. And she said, the newest, latest CAT scan has your aorta as normal. Praise the Lord. And I was getting excited, then I thought, wait a minute, does normal still mean 4.8? Does normal just mean I don't have to have the surgery? Does, and I said, young lady, wait, wait, before you leave. I know that it's impossible for the aorta to get any smaller or contract. When you say normal, do you mean 4.8? She said, no, I mean 3.5. <laughs> I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor, and I preach t- healing. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. Are you telling me I've had a Christmas miracle? On the phone before she parted, she said, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And guess what? I waited another 12 months. They did another CAT scan just to be proof positive. They ordered it. I didn't. Just to be proof positive. 3.5 still. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, fill in the blank if you'd like to. There is a doctor in the house, and his name, never forget it, is Dr. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just love him right now. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you, Lord, that you're still healing. You're still performing the miraculous. We thank you, Jesus, that you're here this morning in the house. Lord, we don't wonder. Lord, we're not, oh God, in puzzlement or confusion. Lord, we know that there's a doctor in the house. Our great physician. Dr. Jesus. I could go into a salvation invitation that's the greatest healing of all and if you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior I want to invite you to come this morning I will pray with you after the service our pastors and elders will pray with you that you might find Jesus but the Lord has directed me to focus on healing of the body mind and soul this morning How many of you are in this service, and by faith receiving and by faith believing, you would lift up your hand and say, Pastor, I need healing in my person. That might be physical, that might be mental, that might be psychological. I don't know what it is, but you need healing in your person. I am not going to embarrass you, but I am going to challenge your faith. If you believe that Dr. Jesus is in the house, would you stand to your feet right now? Precious Jesus, for you that lifted up your hands, just for those that lifted up their hands, just for those that need healing, stand to your feet, precious Jesus. I'm going to ask for the elders and the pastors to come and join me down here amen all the elders to come that's right come we have both men and women elders would you please come precious jesus pastors would you come wives minister with your pastors your husbands praise the lord deacons would you come as well this morning i want you to accompany deacons i want you to assist the elders come Precious Jesus, precious Jesus.